0: Hello and welcome to episode three of More Than Just An Itch, your essential guide to living with and understanding eczema. Eczema has a huge impact on the lives of the people who suffer from it. That goes far beyond the physical symptoms. Living with eczema means constantly having to plan and prepare. But what if you were too young to plan and prepare or even really understand what's happening to you? One in five children in the UK have eczema. So what impact does it have on family life? And what particular challenges do parents face bringing up a child with eczema? We'll find out in this episode, Parenting Through the Flare-Ups. Now, just so you know, this National Eczema Society podcast series was funded by AbbVie, Almirall, and Lily, and they had no editorial input or control over the content or other outputs. So I want to say a very warm welcome to our guests today, Katie and Sanjay Kanda-Parker and their son Sachin who is actually just having a little snooze outside for the moment. Hello to both of you. And uh, Sachin is seven years old, am I right? He's six. Oh, he's six. Sorry, he's coming up seven. Okay, I've aged him. <laughs> he's seven, going on fifty. To be honest, oh. yeah. <laughs> Is that partly to do with his expert journey?
1: Um, yeah, I think a little bit. He's learned a lot of resilience.
0: Quite um, a, a wise soul. Yes, oh, 100%, for, sure. Yeah, for and sure. Patient, perhaps. A patient, patient.
1: Mm, depends what Maybe day you ask. ask I think. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Sachin's story, about your story as well. Um. He started uh, having eczema when he was just quite a small baby. Uh, can you tell us about that, how it how it first came up?
2: It was a really good one. I mean, um, we had very little exposure to eczema previously. I, I had eczema when I was a child, roughly around five or six I grew out of it. So the experiences I had a child couldn't be applied to when we when we first saw and get it. And when we actually first saw his face with the rawness, we almost attributed it down to the fact that he had an operation when he was three weeks old for something else. Uh, it was pyloric stenosis, uh, and thought maybe it's just the stress of that. So we weren't prepared for anything like what we had to encounter over the next few years, really.
0: So, what sort of symptoms was he showing then at, at first?
1: It was more so when he was a small baby and he was go- undergoing an operation. Um, Eleven days old, he had what I would describe as it looked like acne on his face, right? Um, and we were sort, sort of, of bumps. Yes, exactly. Um, and it was it was very localised to his cheeks. Um, and it wasn't sort of yeah, it was it was more and it kind of looked like it was distress. Sort mm. of, you know, you hear of people getting acne when they're stressed or tired or um, and then that disappeared quite quickly. Um, and we had a really lovely period of between sort of two months and six, seven months old. Um possibly a bit earlier where he was dream baby he slept really well he and i think from his operation he built up some of that resilience i mentioned earlier uh, i really thought i was winning at maternity leave um and then it just it was quite overwhelmingly quick then. Um, it just seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, he then developed really dry, flaky skin everywhere. It just flaked all the time. Um, and then sort of that developed into open sores. Oh, my goodness. On a little baby as well. Yeah, and it was and it was hot weather as well. Oh, it was about no. June time, so we would have been about six months old. Yeah, it was just really unpleasant and really, like, uh, uh, it was quite shocking, I think. Um, the sort of speed with which it escalated very quickly
0: did it seem quite mysterious I mean you said Sanjay you'd had eczema but did you join those dots at that time
2: I mean because there was only five or six I do have some memories of it but not not near enough to Mm. have applied those, those experiences to to even identifying that it was eczema. Yeah. Um,
0: and Sachin's your first child. Uh, and so, obviously, everything was new. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so it's a, it's a, everything's a bit of a mystery
1: anyway. Um, so, and my perception of eczema had been... Um, my sister had, had a little bit on the back of her neck when she was a teenager. Um, I knew a girl at school that had it... I mean quite badly but sort of very localized to wrists and you know typical areas like wrists and creases in the elbows and the knees and I remember that being quite like acne looking as Mm -hmm. well so when when we had this sort of dry skin and open wounds I didn't immediately think oh that's eczema I think because of Sanjay's history of eczema and asthma they're some say they're related I'd sort of join the dots that way with Mm -hmm. no sort of professional medical opinion oh really um, so you had that kind of suspicion yourself. and then we yeah uh, 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 and it got to a point there where we sought treatment and advice because it was just mm. it wasn't going away it was getting worse and not better so that's the, uh, the point at which we went to the um doctors because it did start out as
0: dry flaky skin i think and,
1: you know we, and so many babies like,
0: have that yes, sort of exactly. thing i mean i had cradle cap
1: yeah and my niece mm, had, had, had cradle things. cap as well yeah. so um and reasonably there's three years between them i think and she'd had it and she'd had it for quite a while so i think it was still quite new and fresh there but like i said it just got very bad very quickly
0: so and at that point you were seeking medical help
1: yes we went to the gp to start with um and they prescribed um various treatments um and then we just kept going back saying it's not worked or it's getting worse Mm. and so we're talking (laughs) creams and things yes so um and antihistamines yeah so a mixture of creams and antihistamines and it was the one day i i rang them to say he's really itchy as in he just wouldn't sleep because he was so itchy and he wouldn't stop moving um because he was so itchy and it was a really innocent sort of i wasn't you know a, can i give him some more pyriton was you know over what's prescribed and they said oh Mm, that sounds like it should be working we need to see you again and then I and, and I had to go and see a locum that day and he just said this is way beyond what we can help you with you need to see a dermatologist so I know some people have that battle to get the sort of specialist treatment, we didn't, to be honest. We were very lucky. Mm. Um, we got on that sort of dermatology journey very quickly or very early on. And I, I think it was because it was so bad so quickly, we didn't have that sort of okay, try this and sort of that's not work, try this. It just got so bad, they moved him on quite quickly. So,
2: without a doubt, that was a game changer because it was a lucky break. Um, up to that point, we were kind of in the dark and I think that was the big turning point for us because getting referred like say not everyone's quite lucky I think looking back we were quite fortunate to get that when we did
0: Mm. and and when you say it got very bad very quickly can you describe what sort of physical symptoms Sashin was showing at that point
1: yeah, so it was the the dry, flaky skin was everywhere, so um his entire would, body apart yeah. from his nappy area and so yeah. I, I think it was like a contact environment type when it was all over he had red raw skin Ugh. um there was none of the sort of pimply mm-hmm. um rash that we'd seen previously um but it was it was sort of red raw um it was like it was like sort of severe burns or, or I would describe it it was just and then they prescribed some antibiotics to go with it as well when it when it got a, to a certain stage mm-hmm. but then that sort of interfered with his digestion oh, so yes. it, he was just a miserable poor miserable child he you know his belly was hurting his skin was hurting all over he didn't he wasn't sleeping because he was really itchy and it was just uh, at that point and they are too young to verbalize anything um you know uh that was it was probably the trickiest time I'd say it was at the eczema was at the worst but the sort of the effect it had on us was probably at the worst as well when he was just far too young to understand far too young to tell us what he needed as well so
2: just visibly looking at you know and you think okay if that was me how would that be affect that how would that affect me Mm. I got my eczema recur a few years ago and enough to understand how horrible it must have been for Sachin. I mean, Mm -hmm. coming into the world as a baby, yeah, it just, you know, and I also remember lots of things about him growing up in those early years. Um, Just the fact that he could put sentences together when he was young. And one of the first sentences he said to me, and I still remember it like it was yesterday, we were in his bathroom applying various emollients. He was crying and he said, when will it stop? Oh. And you think, if that's one of the first sen- sentences you can put together as a child, I mean, how bad can it be? Um, that
0: tells you how all-encompassing it felt for him in his life. It's
2: heartbreaking, just heartbreaking, really. So
0: it really yeah. is. And um, just the practicalities must have been enormous, getting him changed, a two-person job. I guess you it probably weren't much getting was. much sleep. I mean, new parents don't anyway, we, right? We, but... we,
2: and to be fair, that, that I mean, we had those challenges as well. But yeah. I think it was one thing that, you know, certainly did work both of us worked quite well together in 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 those episodes trying to get him to to sleep say for instance it was a two person job for sure percent. Mm-hmm. i couldn't possibly have done it without katie's help
1: no, no same and it was it was such a shame as well because he was such a good sleeper for a no. while, you know, when he was a baby. But um, in that way, you sort of think, oh, the sort of the daily routine when it was at its worst was was, rel- was relentless. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. Um, in
0: terms of needing to apply creams to creams him. Creams and- all
1: the time. And... um. You know, you've got sort of antihistamine every four hours or and then creams every five times a day. Uh, and then you have to separate out sort of if you're putting steroid cream on anemolian cream, you have to separate it out so that you know the ones so dry one dilute Yeah, the other Exactly. All, yeah. Or I was very mindful as well with the more potent steroids that like my hand washing was just insane and this was before covid at all was a thing um you know uh, uh just being afraid to get it anywhere that it didn't need to go and um and even to this i think i've made such a nervous about so he's fine at applying asmolian he's really afraid of applying steroid cream and i think that's coming from me going don't touch it it's really dangerous and don't get it on your face and don't get it you know don't consume it and things like that um that is i've i've passed that phobia on to him i think because he won't i've tried to He's six now he needs to be a bit more independent mm. and need to know what he needs himself and he won't touch it. Um and that is absolutely something I've not managed very well, I don't think, you know, being a bit phobic about it almost.
0: But in order to protect him.
1: Well, yeah, it's a work in progress. We'll work yeah. on it. Um, but yeah, and then sort of going back to the daily routine it was bedtime used to be the two-person job. We have got that down to sort of a normal, what I'd classify as a normal bedtime routine, only in the last six months, I think.
0: Wow. Previously, it was taking how long to get him ready to bed? A couple of
1: hours. A couple of hours. I'd say so. So you've got bath time, you need an emollient bath, and then they need to dry off. And then there's steroid cream, and that needs to dry. And then there's emollient, and that needs to dry. And then, as we said, when he was very itchy, we'd have to stay stay with him and make sure he was asleep. And then say something woke him up. You'd have to stay with him again because he couldn't sleep on his own because he'd just be really itchy and alone with his own itchy thoughts. So, um, yeah, so when, it, when it was at his worst, it was relentless. But I guess it's seen a positive in that. When it got a bit better, it didn't seem so bad. You know, it seemed like life was so much easier when it got better. So That's a very
0: positive way to look at things.
1: But it really was. Yeah. and You know, we were t- we were talking about this sort of in preparation for today and I forget, I forgot how... Sachin has always been quite a happy child even you know in the worst periods of his eczema but when we had a a period where it improved in any kind of significant way he was so much more content and pe- like at peace in himself obviously like physically and emotionally i think so I'd, i you know we'd underestimated how much it mm. did affect him and how uncomfortable he is what he was until those periods where you think oh, that's and- you know um He's just so much more at ease with himself. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. You're talking about all the the sort of routines and procedures that you had to go through. Uh, To what degree were you taught those things? And to what degree did you just sort of learn it yourselves and work it out?
2: A lot of it was the latter, wasn't it, Katie? Because for for me, you know, everything, if you look back at everything we've done over the last six years, there's no constant sort of thing that... Yeah, it recurred throughout. We were always changing. Okay, it was almost a few weeks of this, then a few weeks of something else, and a few weeks and thing after that. Um, and I think it, a lot of it was trial and error as well. Um, so it did take a take take a lot of experimentation to see what would work best for him.
1: There's certain ways in which I guess doctors might treat eczema, but there is no one size fits all. Mm. What cream might be. Work wonders for one child will have um, quite a detrimental effect on on others, um, and I can think of one particular that we were prescribed that actually would scream like you'd. Oh, that's horrendous! Sort of, yeah, it just didn't agree with the skin. Quite quite instantaneously, you'd put it on Gosh. and it just didn't didn't work for him at all. But sort of anecdotally, I know it worked very well for other people. So mm.
0: you know, it is. So did you have a sense, almost like? I know this hurts you now, but you kind of want to give it a bit of a go to see if it works. We and, did for a few weeks,
1: and it didn't at all. That so did you make the work? call to
0: stop? Oh, absolutely. That yeah. yeah, I went
1: back to the doctor and said that's yeah. not working. Try another yeah. one. Um, but it, and it is, and I sort of got involved quite quickly with. Um, different sort of social media eczema communities right? Um, and you you can see it sort of it's a really recurring theme people say sort of you know what creams work best or what washing powder works best and there's so many different opinions mm. and I think one piece of advice I would give people is take on board the experience of other people but understand that's not going to necessarily work for you.
2: 100% agree I mean if you look at my own journey I mean, I looked at when I when when my eczema recurred a few years back, I thought, okay, I'll see what, you know, try the same medication that Sachin's using. Of course it didn't work. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's journey is different. I know, I know now what works for me and it's very different to what Sachin has now.
0: And um, speaking about the sort of the social media communities and things, um, did Do you, in general life, do you find that you get a bit of unsolicited advice? That's something we were hearing in episode two with uh, Jack and Chloe, our adult so. sufferers of expert.
2: Unfortunately, uh, and it's human nature sometimes, uh, you know, there are lots of people who think they're experts and, you know, they may, they may mean well.
0: I think I've
1: been
2: guilty of it, <laughs> let's be honest.
1: I researched everything, but I always kept in mind, right, I need to figure out what works for us yeah. and not sort of a blanket piece of advice.
0: Well on a similar note we were speaking with our medics in episode one about how there are so many different triggers there's a sort of underlying genetic factor that's common to everybody but you know it might be cats for one person much more than it is for someone else. So do you feel like you have a sense of what Sachin's triggers are?
2: We have a better knowledge than we did but there's no way I would say we 100% know exactly what's triggering it there's no way. Has he had Um,
0: allergy tests and things? He
2: has we've we've been quite lucky we did that through a dermatologist probably the third or fourth that we were referred to Um, and that's the one that Katie mentioned they worked with us I think that was the big difference between them and previous dermatologists Mm. that we saw.
1: And I I found this with people I've spoken to as well the issue we have with satiety is the things that have been identified as his triggers are sort of in the environment and. Um, what sort of things are they? So yeah, tree and grass pollen. That's quite fur, vast. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> there was there's two particular sort of compounds, if you like, that they identified from the patch testing. So the pollen was on the the prick testing on the on the wrist, uh, and then the patch testing he had. So he had to keep the samples Mm -hmm. on his back for two days Um, and the two things that they were identified from there are really difficult to identify you know they have they come in various different guises and they have various different names so when i've tried to get to the bottom of what exactly they um can be found in or, you know... synthetic
0: compounds that goes into products?
1: Yes, and I have absolutely gone down a rabbit hole several times trying to get to the bottom of, can I eliminate this completely? Mm. And I think my conclusion is, no, I absolutely cannot.
0: But maybe it's helpful in a sense to understand, Okay, there is something that's been identified and...
2: And we've seen visible effects. So, for instance, when Satin's had flare-ups or even his eyes itchy, for instance, we know straight away that's been down because he's been out in... in Amongst lots of pollen or mm. grasses, you know we can identify those quite easily, which is good.
0: so you yeah, okay, so there's there's some environmental factors Absolutely. that you've been able to identify. Is that helpful for you as well? <laughs> it is
2: yeah. yeah, because we know we know how to you know that it's almost like previously where there was this thing about I don't know what to do, now it's almost like, okay, that's definitely triggered it we know what works in terms of antihistamines and stuff like that to give him that relief.
0: One thing that's really coming across to me is just how much time you've spent thinking about all of these things and sort of trying to evaluate what's going on with his symptoms and the environment and everything. And and then obviously just the physical amounts of time that you've been spending with all of his um, kind of procedures and treatments and things. I mean, to, to what extent has that kind of limited what you've been able to do in your lives
2: I think um in many ways really just simple things like for instance as has expressed several times sometimes when he's in the water swimming that is um we took him to Greece recently and and put him in, into clear water as opposed to a swimming pool and he immediately said it's really itchy I need to get out um that sort of thing happens even now when he was when he was younger it was almost like that along with lots of other things you mentioned about the whole washing thing mm. using different powders the 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 fact that if you're going to go away where is he going to be sleeping what kind of bed linen we would need to take his with us that right. sort of thing yeah. lots of things like that that would completely overtake almost like you, your life because you have to think about these things it's
1: a lot of forward planning face painting is one that I, i've never <laughs> let him have his face painted hasn't bothered him that much, luckily, but I think it's really sad, you know, we get to six years old and we you know, we have to sort of drag him past the face painting now, yeah. you know, um, avoid, avoid. When it when he was very small, I, I didn't go out much to be honest. Between sort of six and maybe ten months old when we when we got a bit of a bit of a handle on it. Um, it was just hard, it was just really tiring. Um and I just and I felt really frustrated that I would spend a lot of my energy and a lot of my day trying to stop him scratching and things and if you went out and took your eye off the ball for a minute he'd really scratch and you'd be back at square one the next day so i thought it's just easier not to go out what about
0: returning to work after you'd had him he
1: was that was about 10 months old he he was still quite bad then but uh, we had felt the benefit of the treatment that the dermatologist puts on initially then um so they actually they returned to work however when we've been sort of talking about this podcast um i changed my career and i sort of took a totally different direction um when such was two and i wonder now i wouldn't have said it at the time but i do wonder now if if it was a a factor in my decision making really because it was really time consuming and we had a nursery at the time um that um we had used so they are the the mitts like the bolero jacket with the silk mitts um we'd use those and they were a godsend they were really they really helped us sort of improve Things like being able to go out and not worrying about him scratching too much. And when we got to nursery, we were mindful at home. We didn't want them on all the time. Um, mm. With the first child, we were very sort of fine motor skills. He's not going to have any if he, <laughs> um, if he wears these mitts all the time. But we'd said to nurse, we appreciate he's not the only child here. If you need them on all day, leave them on all day. It's fine. We understand. Um, and then he came home after a few weeks. He was really, he just scratched himself everywhere. And I didn't really understand because we'd said, leave them on all day if you need to. And they just hadn't. And they'd not watched him. And that set us back, I'd say, like a significant amount of time in trying to sort of you know let those scratches hit and they were significant i was horrified um so it it was things like that and it's just an extra going back to work after having a baby is hard similar to saying sort of having a newborn is hard anyway but you had that extra factor Mm -mm. and it just feels really overwhelming sometimes um and you know i would say we have a, a good support network but i don't think anybody really got really understood and got to the bottom of how much time and energy of Sanjay uh, of ours, you know, how much energy it took for us to manage it as well as you know normal daily life so um and i think sometimes people when they knew what we did and how we managed such things eczema thought we were a bit bonkers to be honest because it's it's, we were so much time and then we do this and then we do this um well i
0: was going to say one of the big things that's come out of doing these podcasts for me is understanding you know the difference in um awareness and education levels about eczema between people who have it and their very close families and then the whole of the rest of the general population did you feel like you had to do some degree of that sort of educating of people I mean even perhaps with his nursery with school yeah
2: yeah. and they were good really good I think again we were quite fortunate particularly where Sachin is at school now they they they're quite experienced in terms of the way they they listen uh, and have taken the time to take steps to mitigate his symptoms when required um just little things like for instance when sending him into school, we'd we'd rather than have to take the emollient and apply it by hand, we'd send them little um, pumps mm-hmm. like that, which were really helpful for them as well to apply that cream on.
0: So they were getting the right dosage exactly
2: as well as right. well.
0: So we might have some, you know, school teachers, um, you know, caregivers who are listening to these podcasts. I hope so in any case. Um, and you know, of course they come across the children with all sorts of different things going on. Um what would you say to someone who's unsure perhaps about how to deal with a child in their care who has eczema?
2: So the first thing is there's no um, one size fits all in terms of answers. So don't ever knock yourself if you can't get it right. It took us a while to understand it for a start and mm. and then get to the right solutions that work for such in I'm sure lots of teachers and, and carers will feel under pressure to say, okay, what's the right solution? It's a learning process. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, do your best. Um, they're, they're, you know, I'd say more than anything, listen to to your par- the parents. They probably have the best experience in terms of what, what they've found is, works best for them.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I'd say for teachers. I'd try and understand their triggers if the if the parent or caregiver knows them, and then for parents and caregivers, I I think a really important piece of advice is go into the school, look at their allergy policies, and understand because I think there's sort of not an overestimation that's the wrong word, but I think there's sort of we only we have one child and we ha- can focus all our attention on that child, and I think there needs to be an understanding
0: that teachers have twenty odd if they're lucky, thirty odd yes. kids sometimes. <laughs> and they're <laughs> trying to actually get information into their t- little brain exactly. teach know, them things, an actual, Which is their actual job job yeah. to do.
1: So yeah. um I think you need to you need to sort of have that like open that relationship before and look at look at that when you're looking at a school, maybe that be a factor in your decision-making process. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, you know, speaking about teaching and imparting information, obviously Sachin has had eczema his whole life, so he's he's known about it in that sense. Um, what have you been able to explain to him about it and what questions has he had?
2: He's been really good, I'll be honest with you. I think it's almost like his level of acceptance for a six-year-old, I j- again, I just think we've been quite fortunate he he will ask the right questions. He he he's he's, he's great in terms of Kate's mentioned about. He knows how to to you know what what sort of situations he needs to be a bit more independent to buy certain creams. Obviously not the steroid creams. Hopefully he'll get there. Um, but I think he's what more than anything, I think he he's good because he's he's accepted almost right. This is something that I'm I've got. Mm-hmm. Other people are are not so fortunate with other conditions. Another you know everyone's different. Mm. I, I think a lot of it is just down to acceptance and, and learning how to deal with it. Mm. And you know, he he does have his questions. go, you know, why is it and when he particularly when he first had it, it was all the why why me and stuff. Like and there's no right answer again. There isn't it? You're trying to parent in the best way you can.
0: I mean, I'm sure but, there are times when you have to answer one of his questions by saying the honest answer is I do not know. And, Every day you're not just about X Men to be honest, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, and he says, "Oh, but
1: and he'll ask sort of why do I have to." Put this cream on, and when will I not have to put this cream on? Yeah. Uh, and there was a, I don't know the answer to, to those yeah. questions. Um, and we just say, you know, it, it's not, it's not fair, and it's not, it's not fun. It's really boring putting these creams on. I get it. it Doesn't mm. feel nice, you know. And we just, I've never really had a definitive definitive answer for him. Just, mm. yeah, I'm really sorry. It's not fair, but you know, we, it's something we've got to do, and it makes your skin better, hopefully. um He's got quite a good understanding because he has not eczema related, he has like a, a an intolerance to egg which is a bit more like an IBS thing rather than a skin condition. Um and he's very aware of it, sort of right. has this got egg in it? Has yeah. this got egg in it? Hmm. This hasn't got egg in it. Um, you know, so um and we, we did wonder if that was triggering the eczema. It wasn't because we've eliminated it for so long like mm. it's, there's no way it's related because he doesn't he just doesn't have anything with it in I think I, I would call it unfortunately I would call it resigned now to the he doesn't like the creams he, sure. he and that is getting more apparent as he gets older mm. I think he was a bit more tolerant of it when he was younger and he didn't know any better and when they learn to say no that's <laughs> when you've got problems
0: yeah. a lot of uh, very small children that's the one word that they love the most in fact
1: indeed <laughs> we are fortunate he is he will do. We've never really had a massive battle about it, so
2: mm.
0: we're very grateful for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Mm. Now we've talked about school. Um, we've alluded to holidays. Um, <laughs> what uh, What's a holiday like with a, a child who suffers from very severe eczema? So,
2: so recently, we went to Greece on holiday, and I think it'd be fair to say we were a little bit more complacent than before. So in previous years, for sure, um, you know, when when he was a lot worse than what he is now, yeah, we probably. We mentioned about things like taking bed linen, taking, making sure we've got all the creams, making sure we've got everything we need.
0: That's not yeah. necessarily very practical, even. Of course right? it is. <laughs> and I
2: think because it's got better over the last year, particularly the last six months, for sure, we became complacent a bit and thought, okay, right, we'd we'll be okay. Yeah. We were wrong. And sure enough, when we got there, he had little flare-ups, um, particularly uh, under his um, near his arms and legs and behind the knees. And i um, what we said to us, why didn't we bring the cream?" It's just mm. silly thing to do. Really silly thing to do. We were quite fortunate, lucky. Um, that so Katie has a very good social sort of presence and was able to message people on a group of people who are at the same hotel. Wow! Unfortunately, and, and somebody had the right emollient. So again, we were very lucky in that situation. But it just reminded us that we, you know, don't be complacent if things get better it's it's you know you still got to take steps to make sure you mitigate those symptoms when they recur and i should know better because i get it myself so we learn again it's a learning experience you learn through experience you make mistakes it's okay to make mistakes
0: i was gonna say don't be too harsh on yourself
1: and it is and it's an ongoing learning because um one thing we were told by the my favorite dermatologist um (laughs) the the last one we went to see who's lovely um Uh, he likened sort of emollients to the conditioner you use for your hair. So he said, you put on a conditioner and it makes your hair look really glossy and really lovely. And then after six months kind of loses its efficacy. He said emollients very like that. So he said, if you feel like, like your skin gets used to it. Yes. And I Mm think there's certainly arguments against that as well, I think, but it made sense to me because that actually does happen to my hair with conditioner. Same. So, um, (laughs) you know, uh, they're, we've had one now that's worked for us very well for a couple of years, but I wouldn't hesitate to change and try another one if um, if I felt like it wasn't working for him. Um, just going back to the holidays, this is how extreme we were for a while. Sachin needed emollient baths and we went to see Sanjo's parents in India and I took a rubber duck bath with me, like an inflatable bath. Because <laughs> um, Sanjo's parents have two showers, they don't have a bath. And we were touring hotels and things, so we weren't sure if they had a bath. So I took, uh, I've got pictures of Satchin in a rubber duck inflatable oh. bath in India. Because, yeah, that's the lengths we felt we had, well, we had to go to. At least um, it made it fun for him. Yeah, yeah he liked it. Yeah, <laughs> So you can make it into a game. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We'd have an extra almost bag or suitcase yep. with...
2: Washing powders. Stuffing. Washing yep. powder, yep. towels,
1: yep. linen, um, spare sort of every cream that we had available to us mm-hmm. at the time the hypoallergenic yeah, the... t-
2: teddy bear that sort of thing yes
0: yeah. the hypoallergenic
1: teddy bear yes Supposedly, we had one of those yeah. and um it went in the freezer once a week. Oh, wow. As per instructions um, yeah. one dermatologist gave us. So is, this is to get rid of dust mites or...? Yes, exactly, eliminate dust. Yeah. And So, yeah, one dermatologist told us uh, one teddy bear in the room, which seems really severe with a with a one-year-old, <laughs> 18 months I think he was at the time.
0: He, Some he, adults oh. have bedrooms full no. of teddy bears. Quite. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we did. We followed his instructions um, and we had the one there um, and it had to go in the freezer every week. And I think for a time I, I thought... Such he might be a bit traumatised by putting his teddy bear <laughs> yes. in the freezer once a week, but then we kind of made that into a game. Yeah, oh, he needs something. to go for a little hibernation. Yeah. So he was aware of it. Um, yes, yeah, so and that was one piece of advice. Um, and then uh, got scuppered when he found the stash of teddy bears in the, the, in the cupboard. spare room. Yeah, in oh, the spare no. Room after that. Um, so Teddy Mageddon. Yes. <laughs> um, did it cause uh, a flare up? to be honest it was so up and down at the time it it may very well have been, and I think we got we kind of got to the stage with it where we thought we don't know what's causing it it's so unpredictable we kind of got on with it in the end
0: so we've talked a lot about um, you know treating uh, Sachin and his relationships with, with other people educators and things Without getting too personal, what about your relationship between you two? Because I mean, it yeah. sounds exhausting, and it's a heck of a team effort.
2: I would be the first one to admit it was a lot harder for Katie. So could you imagine when Sutton's first born? I had two two weeks, I think, parental yeah. leave. Katie was on maternal leave for what you say ten months, was before you went back? Imagine not not just about the challenges of having to parent for, as, a, as a first for our first child, but all these other challenges that came along with that. Looking back, I felt like, yeah, Katie's done so much in that time um, on her own. Um, And yeah, you know, deserves so much more credit than she's, you know, talking about herself Mm -hmm. is quite modest. But I think um, it was a lot harder for Katie. Um, Yes, we'd worked as a team in the evenings, which is great until you talked about those two-hour periods, and that worked well first thing in the morning. But during the day, yeah, Katie was very much on her own, so... It would have had a, a, a bit of a strain, and
0: it sounds like you're feeling some guilt about that. I do, that.
2: yeah, yeah. Of course, I do, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, looking back and how bad it was, and stuff. Um, you know, I'd want want to do more, but unfortunately, the the sort of things that happen in life prevent you from doing that. So, you know, you've got to you've got to focus and, on your job and
0: well, and the laws on how much leave you know the the, the second parent gets. They are as they are, aren't they? I, like you say, it's up yeah, two weeks. If, yeah. yeah.
2: If and I wanted to take more, I couldn't have possibly been prepared to say, okay, this is why I want to take. You know, we only found out what eczema was a few months in. Mm. So,
1: like my own perception of eczema before we had such it was It's not a, you know, it's not a life-threatening condition, but it is certainly like It, it is life-altering when it's when it's severe, and we were never at the point where uh, I think suchins was sort of moderately severe, I would describe it but it sounds like a bit of an oxygen one. But um he wasn't I've heard of children having it much worse. So and in being the sense prescribed of much more severe medication for immune him, things. And, and he, and things. Exactly. Yeah. So we were we were given very potent topical steroids, um, and which didn't work sometimes, mm. but we never got to the point where he was hospitalised, mm. fortunately. Um, and we never got to the point where they did look at that sort of more serious medication um but even saying that so that's not the worst it can be, and it was very it
0: it had a dramatic impact on the way we lived our life, even so, down to things like how much sleep you're getting and how yes. you dispatch tasks between yourselves or. The amount of time you get in the evening, if you're doing a two-hour bedtime with a small child, what, what, how much time did that leave you for a little chill-out? We've only just started watching films again in <laughs> the evening, right. so, not even joking, because, No, I'm not. We,
1: we, we, and we would judge films uh, previously on whether they were less than an hour and a half long or not because i just couldn't cope with anything more. but no we did say i can't remember what it was we watched a film about six months ago i, was like, I can't remember the last time we watched a film in the evening because we just never had the time um you know and when when he sort of was in bed and asleep in an acceptable time that was that was an anomaly that was a treat right um and that has only recently changed um but aside from the x move he's always been a good sleeper. So you, you and again, you kind of know when he was really uncomfortable with it because he would sleep really well mm. if he was at peace and not being too severely affected. Um, I think going back to sort of Sanjay, I didn't see it like that. Really, that me taking a lot of the strain. I I think we've had discussions, heated discussions, shall we say, about the mental load of managing. What creams are needed when and things like that. How much like have that. you got in
0: stock and that yeah, kind of thing. And yeah,
1: and when, you know, when you need to order repeat prescriptions. I, I
0: think, think sometimes, yeah, if you're on your own, then it's hard for you to judge, like, what is the amplitude of your own emotions? Am I am I overreacting to this? I, I think you could reasonably ask yourself that. And yeah, and am I asking it, the right it questions? It sounds like you probably weren't, and, <laughs> given um, how how badly off he was with the eczema. So um, for any parents that could be listening to this, who have a child who's got eczema to any degree, um, you know, they might be feeling like, oh my goodness, I feel so alone with this. You know, especially the parents of children who have it quite severely as well. What sort of things would you have liked to have heard yourself when you were going through that?
2: So first of all, I think more than anything, we we would never say that we have all the answers. I don't think anybody does, to be honest. Um, It's almost a case of if you've got support and you've got someone who can listen and someone, just the knowledge that you're not alone. Everyone has their own story with eczema. So those people are affected by, it might be a slightly different story, but there's loads of people in the same boat who have just a slightly different problem to yours. Um, We know there's no cure. If there, you know, if there was a cure for it, that would be great. We know there isn't. Just know that there's there's people who understand out there that you can talk to.
0: And, and don't be and afraid to seek Absolutely. that out.
2: Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even hear about the National Exterminist Society until, was it two, two, three years ago? Again, because of Katie's social presence, social media presence. Um, I'd never heard of them. Mm. Um, I think if we had known about it at the time Sachin was severely affected when he was first born, the first two years particularly, I know we would have had so much more support yeah. Um, you could get the at help time. Line. Yeah, for sure.
0: or the online yeah. resources yeah. as well. Yes.
1: And and it's really important um I think when we're sort of mentioning several times like it's not a one size fits all.
0: Yeah.
1: I have again in my relentless quest to make such in life a bit easier. <laughs> um You know, there's a lot of advice out there. There's a lot of conflicting advice, and none of it is wrong. But you need to take those bits that you know, take on board what the medical professionals are telling you, but apply it to your own experience as well. Mm. Um, You know, there's there's a lot of people like ourselves that have dealt with it for years. And what, how I would frame it to somebody who asked me what to do with a child with eczema like, well, this is my experience. Yes. By All means try it, but it might not have the same, same yeah.
0: results, or which I think takes some of the pressure off actually. Because I think if you say to somebody like, Oh, you should try this, and it doesn't, you, you know, work. shower gel <laughs> exactly. or emollient. and, and cream, or, or yeah. you know, um, Oof. yes,
1: absolutely, and then it doesn't work, you think, Well, what do we do now? Then?
0: Yeah.
1: It is. There are a wealth of things out there that might... is a very unpredictable condition. There are a wealth of things out there that might help. And I'm not suggesting you go and buy the whole of boots or anything <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, just, just find any help and support that you can, whether it's emotional
0: support or financial support or... I think uh, it can be quite a difficult thing sometimes, can't it, to sort of go to whoever, you know, the, the pharmacist or your doctor or something and say, look, these these are the problems that I'm experiencing. I feel sure that there must be some kind of help. I don't know what to ask for.
1: Yeah, be inquisitive and ask. Um, and mm. go back if it's not quite right. Mm. I'm, oh, the, the thing that worked for us was finding a doctor that would explain how eczema worked to us so we could apply it to our own situation. Um, previously to that, I would feel like I'd go and see a doctor and they say, right, try this. And that might not work. Or it might work more... Uh, it might work better than we had anticipated. So I... Two weeks down the line I'd be in a new situation. I think, well, I need to go to the doctor again. And then it'd be three week wait for an appointment. Oh. And it's so dramatic, the eczema. I think, right, well, what do I do in the meantime? So yeah, ask the questions. Feel empowered to know that you can manage it on your own a yeah. little bit if you are waiting for those appointments and things as yeah. well. So um that was really important for me to feel like I was not making it worse in yeah. that sort of in that period, sort of waiting for the next appointment. Um yeah. yeah, just feeling empowered to know what what you're dealing with, Yeah, really.
0: Well, I'm very delighted to say that at this point in the podcast, we have a special guest, the man of the moment. It is Sachin himself, who has joined us in the podcast studio after a lovely nap. It's so lovely to see you, Sachin. Hello. Hello. Would you mind telling all of our listeners, how old are you? Six. You're six. What a big boy. And you're here because uh, you've got eczema. Mummy yeah. and daddy have been talking about it. Your eczema's quite a lot better right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you've only got a little bit of eczema, but what's the worst thing about having it? When you sometimes scratch near it, it sometimes gets really itchy. Oh, yeah. That must be really, really painful sometimes, yeah. Mummy and Daddy have been saying that you deal with it very well and you're very brave.
2: It's been quite hard for you, hasn't it? Yeah. You want to tell Catherine what's the worst bit, you think? Sometimes when I go in water, it stings a bit. Oh,
0: that can't be fun. What about when you're on holiday? Only sometimes when I go. Oh, and do you like swimming? Yeah. It usually hurts in the sea. Oh dear, that's that must be that must make you sad.
2: What about them applying all your creams and stuff? What's that like for you? It helps. It helps you, doesn't it? So you know that they're very good for you, but. Can be a little bit annoying, can't it? Because you have to keep remembering, don't you?
0: Do you have any friends who have eczema? No. What do you say to your friends at school if they ask about it? I don't know. No. Okay. I don't
1: think he gets
0: much so curiosity.
1: Yeah, and I, because it has got a lot better in the last mm. few. I mean, you will see his face now; it's not evident at all. Not at all. No. It, we're fortunate in a way that. And when he does get it, he's not very self-conscious about it. So, you know, I guess we cross that bridge when we come to it. If he does get asked questions, Mm -hmm. um, it has crossed my mind how we sort of manage that. And if he asks me how he manages it, Mm. I still don't have the answer at the moment. So um, we'll try and... Figure that out if and when it happens.
0: And there might be other parents, with children a little bit older, who might give you advice. Yes,
1: yes, hopefully, maybe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think if there was another child, Sachin, at school who had eczema, do you think you'd be able to help them? A bit. Yeah, because you know what what works for you and how you've dealt with it, haven't you? So you might be able to help them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that would be very helpful. That would be a very kind thing to do. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Sachin. It's been lovely to have you joining mummy and daddy on this podcast um is there anything else that you two would like to say katie and sanjay i guess just don't
1: um don't give up hope which sounds like a big cliche but um mm-hmm. you know don't, it's really overwhelming it really is um when uh when, particularly a smaller child has eczema it's very overwhelming um you you get through it um and there is help out there there is support out there and don't you know and if this sort of us talking about it helps somebody to explain it to other people or maybe understand it a bit better themselves then well that's uh, that's our job done here really
2: absolutely um okay yeah, to somebody cut up really well. we would never pretend to know all the answers I think if anything for me if, if it's helped someone today by mm-hmm. us talking about it. Um I think, you know, we've we've achieved what we want to really. And and he, and it's such a good cause, in the National Eczema Society. I mean, um, like I say, if we'd known about them earlier, we 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 would have known that we've had so much more support then. So mm-hmm. if it supports people now, um and lets them you know, deal better with the sort of things we did when Sachin, particularly when he was one year and two years old, then yeah, for sure, I'd I'd be more than happy to do this again.
0: Well then, Katie, Sanjay, and of course, Sachin, thank you so much for coming along and sharing your story with us today. And thanks as well to you for listening to or watching this podcast. We'd love for you to follow and subscribe to the series and to rate and review it if you have a couple of minutes to spare. You can find so much more information on the National Eczema Society's website at eczema.org. That's E-C-Z-E-M-A dot org. If you have any questions at all, and there's no such thing as a silly question, you can contact info at eczema.org. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter, or follow our campaign on hashtag More Than Itch. In our next episode, we'll be exploring the connection between eczema and mental health. Our dermatology professionals will be back shedding some light on the emotional toll eczema can take. We'll be looking at psychodermatology, mindfulness techniques and various other self-help options that you can use to support your mental health and emotional well-being. I'm Catherine Nicholson and until then, goodbye.